Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Tuesday night, the 18th of May, 2021. Joe Rayo on the left, Joe Chaffee speaking. And the Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, the land of mulch. They have all the mulch that you could possibly need to make your yard look great. Not just mulch, by the way. They've got everything else in terms of what you might need for tools and supplies to make your yard look like it's magnificent. And that mulch comes in different colors. I have already established my preference for the red. And the uh, telephone number 631-756-1125, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon. And they have the best prices in town because they make their own mulch and they're a lot cheaper than the big box stores. Also brought to you by Wholesale Holiday Lighting by Giannini, your complete holiday lighting specialist meeting all your decorating needs when the time comes, or you might want to do this as a side business or you, a full-time business. Give them a call, 631-957-5106, also on Long Island in Suffolk County at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, and the website is liholidaylighting.com. So Joe Rayo uh, is uh, back from doing another round of library appearances as least you can do them from your own. <laughs> you know, this virtual stuff does work because you don't have to drive to these places. You can just do them from your house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, uh, I, I, and I got this idea from you. I mean, I, uh, I used to remember how, uh, you know, used to take off from files one saying I got a library talk tomorrow night or, you know, on the way into work or uh, on a Saturday. And actually I think there was one talk in 2019 where you it was about uh, the tying astronomy with meteorology and you didn't feel too comfortable in talking about that so you asked me and i said yeah why not and i drove from here up here in putnam valley took me almost two hours but i i gave the talk at the north babylon library and i want to tell you something joe i hope they i hope we never go back to live in-person talks because you're absolutely right to do these talks uh from the comfort of your home using PowerPoint on your own computer is so much easier than uh, getting in the car and commuting X number of miles to get there and setting up and relaxing. And it, it, this is great. Yeah, well, it, it, it is. It does make life a lot easier. I'm glad that you're getting a ton of, uh, of, of library appearances. That is a uh, definitely a good thing. Uh, welcome to everybody on the chat board tonight. Everybody's already Busy chattering. Just want to mention, by the way, Christina, condolences to Christina Pedia uh, for her loss. Uh, uh, our, our deepest sympathies to you. I don't think she's on the board tonight, but I, I, I've been meaning to say something because I have noticed uh, it posted there and also on the chat in Discord. So uh, uh, we uh, both, Joe and I, extend our, our uh, sympathies uh, for uh, for your loss. So uh, ahead of us now as we uh, move to... Um, Tomorrow, after what was a very nice day today, although I sat in clouds all day and I didn't get out of the 60s because uh, uh, I'm getting blow off from all the stuff that's going on in Texas where they're getting clobbered with heavy rains and, and thunderstorms. So a lot of that cloud cover kind of blew off to the east and kept us mostly overcast today. It's sun Every time the sun tried to make an appearance, uh, the clouds just reformed. It's life in the mountains here, Joe. But uh, I noticed up uh, up uh, in the uh, you know in in our your region, my region. When I'm there, 
uh, Eastern PA to uh, Southern New England uh, looked good today. Uh, there was minimal cloud development. I didn't notice any pop-up showers anywhere, so uh, it, it looked pretty good. No, it, we didn't have any uh, any pop-up showers, no Virga, nothing. It was uh, just uh, scattered to maybe in the afternoon. For some places, there might have been a brief period of broken cloudiness, but uh, for the most part, it was warm, it was dry, we had lots of sunshine, and temperatures in most areas peaked out within a few degrees of 80, and it looks like tomorrow will be the warmest day of the whole week, Joe, with uh, some uh, spots perhaps challenging 90. I think New York City will probably be up near 87, 88 degrees. Uh, where I am, we may even be up that high. But then we're going to have a bit of a change coming in the overnight hours of tomorrow night and uh, into early Thursday. Some call it a backdoor cold front. I actually am calling it a side door front yeah. because we have a front that's going to be coming in straight in from the east, if you will. Yeah. It, and changing the wind direction. Yeah, it, it does to me. Well, it also you get a repositioning of the high. It kind of rebuilds in the Gulf of Maine. So you wind up seeing a little bit more of an you certainly see a bit more of an ocean flow Thursday into Friday particularly north and east of New York City. I think if you go south, you know, once you get away from the coast, you head down through New Jersey and point south, and you get away from the immediate coast. I, I don't think the inland areas are going to have any problems warming up into the 80s. Uh, but there will probably be, uh, it will definitely be cooler in places like Long Island, uh, the southern New England coast yeah. uh, for Thursday yes. and, fr and for Friday as well. This is one of the issues when you deal with weather in the springtime, it can look like uh, that there's no backdoor front, and then all of a sudden, voila, there actually is one. Because we're really talking about the very bottom part of the atmosphere here where uh, all this stuff is happening. And in the meantime, you know, we're sitting in this sweet spot, and uh, I'll bring up the uh, the satellite loop, and you can see, uh, I'll show you exactly what I'm suffering from. And look at that arc. You see that arc, Joe, that runs from uh, from the Gulf of Mexico northward into Mississippi and then kind of turns east and east-southeast across North Georgia and into South and North Carolina. That's what I'm sitting, I sat under all day today in that strip right. of clouds. And in the meantime, uh, yeah, there were clouds up in northern New England that are moving uh, southward. You know, they, we continue to see these upper troughs dropping down from Canada, but they're happening further to the east now. So that puts... The area between the clouds to the south, from North Carolina southward, and some of the clouds up in central and northern New England, in between there, it, it's pretty much uh, smooth sailing and clear skies. Big blow up of storms going on this evening. I was going to try to get a hold of Addison Green, but I got uh, caught up in a few things and I, I didn't message him because I, I like, would have liked to have gotten his perspective here on, um, on what's going on. Uh, with respect to the heavy rains that have been occurring uh, in uh, in Texas. But uh, you can see all the rotation, that upper low that's rotating back in New Mexico, producing severe weather again in parts of West Texas. And, of course, you're getting all that tropical moisture that's blowing up with heavy rains in uh, in East Texas. It's uh, it's tough to be stuck underneath a uh, a band of what I, I might be called, call it schmutz. <laughs> yeah. uh, but... But uh, and again, as you just mentioned, poor Addison, you know, preparing for uh, or battling, you know, the potential of many inches of rain. 
But that's that's the kind of stuff that you have to go through sometimes when you live all the way down, you know, as far south as he is now, and in the uh, in the uh, land of humidity. Yes. Uh, one of the nice things that we mentioned, we talked about this, is the fact that when it warms up like this in, let's say, May or even early to mid-June, usually we get the heat, but we don't get the oppressive humidity that we tend to get when we get on into uh, late June, July, and August. That's that's the one nice thing. Um, I've not, for example, had to turn on the air conditioner or, you know, grope for a fan so far to stay cool or comfortable, but... Uh, those days are coming, but they're not. They're not here. They're not quite here just yet. Yeah, the house is still cool. I always, I it always stuck in my mind. The first really hot day, your house is still catching playing catch up in terms of heating. Uh, so you're still reasonably comfortable. But after about uh, after one day, uh, that uh, that little gift uh, disappears. Uh, rather quickly, I actually didn't mind the fact that it was overcast here all day because I got to. Uh, when the sun comes out here, it's very strong. So it, uh, it, it, even though the temperature might not always reflect it, uh, the uh, the strength of the rays of the sun on your body, you do feel it. Uh, so it was kind of nice uh, walking today with temperatures in the low 60s. I had a sweatshirt on. I didn't have to worry about collecting ticks. At least I hope not. And um, the dog did four miles today before he saw the truck parked as we were in, in, in the park, and he saw the truck in the distance and began to pull me there, uh, telling me that, okay, we're done, because I'm not doing another another climb up the mountain. <laughs> he, he, he lets me know when he's, he, uh, he don't want to do it no more. Yeah, I remember my, my, my Yorkie, I, I thought I'd take him on a, on a nice, you know, <laughs> I said leisurely, we you know, go down, down uh, our, uh, our hill, to the uh, to the local deli at seven tenths of a mile, and then we had to go back up seven tenths of a mile back up the hill to get to where I am. And about halfway through the uh, coming back part, the dog just let me know like I ain't moving, I ain't going anywhere. So I had to pick him up and carry him for the rest of the way. Now that's not so bad with a little Yorkshire Terrier. I'm sure that would be a little bit more difficult with it with a much larger uh, dog such as yours. Uh, yeah, uh, he he likes to walk, but when he's done, he's done. You know, he also loves to run. Yeah. Um, we're going to be, we are being pressed by uh, Mr. Ruben Fairchild and Mr. Michael O'Dell, who is uh, new to the chat board, but not new to me, um, to uh, begin speculating about the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we're feeling, Joe and I are feeling so generous tonight that I think we'll do so. We'll, we'll, we'll take a look and see uh, see what, what, uh, appear, what, what it looks like down the road. In the meantime, flash we, flood watches. We will. Yeah, we will. Uh, flash flood. <laughs> you just agree with me, and then you're fine. <laughs> uh, flash okay. flood watches up for virtually the eastern half, of, the entire eastern half of Texas. We have a working tornado watch up uh, in parts of south and southeast Texas. Flash flood warnings in the in the red. Severe thunderstorm watch in northeast Texas into southwest Arkansas. Flash flood watches up for western and southern Louisiana. So. This is where all the rain is, is concentrated at the moment. And uh, there's also, there was some severe weather earlier out in parts of West Texas. Uh, there, you could barely see it here on this map, but I'll show you on Tornado HQ in a moment uh, that there are a couple of working warnings there as of 8.43 Eastern time. Still a bit of winter going on in the Northern Rockies. Uh, we've got winter storm warnings up for, I think that's two counties in uh, Northwestern Montana. And winter weather advisories and winter storm watches up uh, for 
uh, areas surrounding that uh, into uh, Idaho and also for northwestern uh, Nevada and northeastern California, uh, and even some freeze uh, uh, freeze advisories up for parts of uh, northern Washington. But meanwhile, in the east, it is absolutely quiet. Uh, the Storm Prediction Center is busy tonight, so uh, somewhat busy. I don't think they're as busy as they were last night. Uh, so far, storm reports today, uh, two uh, tornadoes, eight reports of winds of 50 knots or higher, but no reports of 65 or higher, seven reports of hail, but no reports of hail two inches or more in diameter. So a total of 17 uh, reports so far. And as we said, there's a we have a working tornado and a working severe thunderstorm watch in an area of slight risk. You see the marginal risk that pushes up into western Missouri and eastern Kansas, also a small area of marginal risk, southeast Louisiana, southernmost Alabama and Mississippi. And uh, then as we move on to Wednesday, so this is for Wednesday into Thursday, with nothing moving, with the upper high the way it is, everything, the entire east coast, except for southern Florida, no thunderstorms are forecast. But you see where the marginal risk is. Western Louisiana, uh, southwest Arkansas, across much of Texas, slight risk in, in uh, the southern, what's known as South Texas, uh, down from, say, Corpus Christi, uh, to, from just north of Corpus Christi down to Brownsville, and then uh, north and west of there. Uh, that is for the period Wednesday into Thursday. Thursday into Friday, uh, we are looking at uh, slight risk up the mountains, so, well, the plains, uh, the uh, eastern part of Colorado is more plains than mountains, uh, western Nebraska, western South Dakota, eastern Wyoming with marginal risk surrounding that. And then on uh, Fridays, the first they come back, Joe, WPC, uh, SBC's got the, um, this is Thursday into, um, yeah, Thursday into Friday. They're back with that, uh, the edge of thunderstorms from Caribou to west of Boston, probably to about Worcester. Hartford, Nassau County on Long Island, then cutting New Jersey on a diagonal to about Wilmington, to about Washington, D.C., and then swinging back into Virginia. So much of the interior northeast and back through the Great Lakes uh, in, the, in an area of general thunderstorms. For, for This is for Thursday into Friday. And I imagine that's probably due to whatever upper trough comes down Thursday night. Right. It's almost like... Uh... Yeah, it, 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 well, I said it was, it's, it's like not a backdoor cold front, it's a side which door, which would come down from the north, from the north and northeast. But this is like a side door. It literally is pushing from right to left or from east to west across the tri state area Wednesday night into early Thursday. And uh, that may uh, serve, I, it certainly, I, I think, as you pointed out at the beginning, you know, most everybody tomorrow, probably even on the island and along the Jersey Shore, We'll get into the 80s, well into the 80s. But then on uh, on uh, Thursday, the, the flow is going to come from the south and southeast, bringing in that cooler flow, that maritime flow from off of the ocean. And so on Thursday, places near the water will be noticeably cooler, whereas places that are inland away from the influence of that onshore flow, it's going to be a light onshore flow, will still manage probably to reach to or even above uh, 80 degrees. So it'll be shades of differences, but again, it, it will be, I think, a noticeably cooler or somewhat cooler day on Thursday compared to Wednesday, though 
very uh, mild, if not downright warm, still for this time of the year. Southern New England down up the East Coast uh, into Florida, west into Alabama, Tennessee, uh, either has no precip forecast over the next seven days or minimal precip over the next seven days. When I'm talking, say minimal, I'm talking about uh, a tenth of an inch or less. Uh, there are some higher amounts. You see them in upstate New York, go well up into northern New York and northern Vermont uh, on the order of a quarter to a half or a little bit higher. And also some patches across uh, Pennsylvania into West Virginia, Ohio and Indiana uh, and parts of Michigan. Uh, but it's really minimal precip here in the east. And you just you actually can see what's happening with respect to just looking at the precip field, the way it's drawn. That's the big ridge in the east. And in the meantime, on top of the rain that's already fallen, uh, we're looking at uh, seven to as much as 10 inches of rain in parts of east and southeast, uh, in parts of southeast Texas. Um, se uh, five to seven inches covers a, a large portion of south and south e and eastern Texas. Uh, and then the amounts start to lessen a bit as you move up uh, to the north through Oklahoma, western Arkansas, western Missouri, eastern Kansas. And then you also got a lot of precip, Joe, up in the uh, northern in the northernmost plains and North Dakota, northern Minnesota uh, over the next seven days, an inch and a half to three inches or more, extending all the way back through Montana. Very wet up in the northern Rockies. This is usually a time of year where things start to calm down over there, but um, not so this year. And uh, also seeing some wet weather extending down into parts of Nevada and uh, in, in northeastern California, interestingly enough. And some of that's actually going to be uh, in the form of snow. And some of the stuff that's going on in northwest Montana is also uh, going to be in the form of snow. So uh, the big ridge is loving us right now. Now, is that the, have they stopped yet at uh, at uh, Weather Prediction Center and actually putting out probability forecasts for snowfall, or is that still no? That's still there. Still yeah. going I, I, I can I can pull it up. Hold on. Uh, snow. I think they're going to stop finally on June first. Whether or not the the pattern supports it or not, it's going to kind of well, ridiculous. Let's see what they have. have this late in the let's see what they have on the probability over the next seventy-two hours. It's always fun to take a look at. We'll give the page a moment to load here. Oh nope, that's the wrong one. Sorry, that's the snow cover maps. Uh, is it this one? Yeah, that's the one. That's the probabilistic. The probable The probabilistic. Blah, 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 blah. Wah, 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 wah. Yes, ma'am. Wah, wah, wah. No, ma'am. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, God. If there was nothing truer than that, uh, is a depiction of what, what, it's, what an adult sounds like to a child, uh, that was it. All right, so this wah, is. Wah, 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 yeah, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, or, or, or what a wife sounds to a husband. <laughs> yes. All right, so here we go, the uh, probability of at least two. And uh, actually, Joe, 95 to 100% probability over there in northwestern Montana, uh, and also some very high probabilities in northwestern Nevada, northeastern California, southern Oregon, and even in the mountains uh, in uh, east, the eastern half of Washington in the Cascades. Let's do the probability of four. Because you know, the, this map is going to, you know, we're not going to be using this for months. So uh, let's get our last uh, licks in here. 
Uh, look at that, 95% probability of at least four in a strip there up in northwestern Montana. Shall we try eight? Let's see what eight has Why not? to say. And, oh, an 80% probability in a relatively narrow strip also in northwestern Montana. Just for laughs, um, we'll go to 12 and, uh, and take a look at that. Well, look at that, 50% or higher. That's uh, in, that, Somebody's going to get clobbered. I'll, I'll, all right, I'm going to put 18. Let me go for it. We'll put 18. Let's see. Let's see. Yep, yep. there it is, Joe. Attend it. There's actually one spot there. I have no idea what it is, where they have a 20 to 30% chance of at least 18. <laughs> uh, talk about. Pretty, pretty crazy. Yes, talk about hitting the target. All right, let's look at Joe Rayo's uh, back uh, side door cold front. And, uh, you know, we've got this Omega block. Uh, I. Uh, I'll bring up an illustration that I had uh, I, I put on my uh, website earlier today, uh, just to uh, give everybody a good idea, a, a better idea of what this looks like. So whenever you have two strong lows with a big high sandwiched in between, like you do here, it's called an omega block because it looks like the Greek letter uh, omega, which is kind of a it looks like a, a horseshoe or an upside down U. Uh, but uh, this is, uh, you have this low uh, that is uh, one upper low center that's north of Bermuda and another one out to the east. Uh, you have another strong upper low deep trough coming, dropping down into the west, which kind of explains why you're seeing big snows where you're seeing them uh, from northwestern Montana and also parts of our, uh, eastern Oregon. Uh, uh, northeastern California, northwestern Nevada, and of course the strong ridge that is in between, and we're right in the sweet spot. So, Joe, this is one of those blocks. You know, we always talk about blocking uh, in a let's say in a negative sense because usually when we see north blocks in the North Atlantic, uh, it can uh, be problematic uh, for our weather here. This is different, though. This is one of those blocks that we like because we're in the sweet spot. And Bill Rogers is asking on the chat board, Joe, I've never heard of the term side door cold front. Can you expand on this phenomena? And Bill, basically, I, I'm not sure. Maybe somebody else has used that terminology. Uh, I just simply said side door because of a, your, your, your typical Here, back door I'll, I'll, cold I'll, front. I'll, I'll draw it. Uh, I'm going to draw on the surface yeah. map for um, it, it's a little hard to find where it actually is. Uh, because you know there is, this is for tomorrow morning. There's some kind of weak, you know. If I follow the isobars, the front is kind of hanging. Uh, hang on a second, John. Just let me try to erase this. The front—it isn't even really a front. It's more like a tr a trough with a wind shift line uh, that's up to our north, but uh, and 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 dropping southwestward. So. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead and explain. Well, it, 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 the, your standard type of uh, backdoor front would come on down from, come on down, they come on down from like the north and east, you know, through uh, kind of a diagonal slant through uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and down through Connecticut and into the tri-state area. But this front that's going to be coming through tomorrow night later, early on uh, Thursday, 
looks to be more or less straight up and down from north to south, pushing in again from the from the east or from the right across the New York City area to the left, to the west, and uh, anywhere that you happen to be on the right-hand side or east of that line, you'll be in a cool airflow or at least a, a cooler airflow compared to what you would be encountering if you were on the left or uh, west side of that uh, that frontal line. It's just gonna it's just gonna quietly move on through tomorrow night and on on Thursday. And again, the winds tomorrow will be light north northwest, and even coastal locations will probably warm up quite a bit. But then on Thursday, the winds look like they're going to be coming from the other direction, from the south and southeast. So that if you're near the water, Jersey Shore or South Shore of Long Island, especially, you'll be noticeably cooler, quite a bit cooler. And then as you move away from the influence of that maritime flow, that south or southeasterly wind inland, you'll see the temperatures warm up quite a bit. Um, so it's, well, up it, by it's Joe, be where he is, changes. where Bill is, he's going to be on the west side of the high in the Gulf of Maine with a with a southwest wind. So the temperatures up in Vermont and northern New Hampshire are going to be a lot warmer than they're going to be on Long Island and southeastern New England in in uh, on Thursday. Right. A lot warmer. Right. Inland areas away from inland areas away from the from the influence of that maritime. And the, and the fact is, the flow is t- tomorrow and on Thursday ain't much to write home about. I mean, like, you know, five, maybe 10 miles per hour, even along the shorelines. And, you know, if you really want to get a good sea breeze and a good cooling effect, you like to see those winds like whipping up to you somewhere like 10 to 20 miles an hour. That is not happening either from the north and northwest tomorrow or from the south and southeast on Thursday. This is kind of like a, you know, a, 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 a very, what's the term I'm using? Lack, lackluster type of airflow. Yeah. So, I, I'm but again, up- if you I'm sorry. I'm bringing up the high temperature map for for Thursday just to show how what it looks like on the surface. Go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. So I mean, if you're if you're near the shore, if you're along the Jersey Shore, the South Shore of Long Island, it will be quite noticeably cooler than it will be when you're stepping outside during the afternoon hours tomorrow. Again, inland areas, you might drop a degree or two from uh, where you were, let's say, or where you're going to be tomorrow uh, compared to Thursday, but. Uh, it's still going to be rather warm as you go inland away from the influence of that uh, cooling effect of the sea breeze. I basically kind of drew a line where uh, the impact is going to be the red line for Thursday from there east. You'll notice that, you know, temperatures, uh, central Long Island, 72, the coast of Connecticut, mid-70s, southeastern Connecticut, uh, New London, 67, Southeastern New England around Cape Cod, you're looking at temperatures barely to 60, even some upper 50s there. But go inland and you don't have to go that far because you're right. This is a very, you know, lackluster probably overstates it. Uh, This is a very lackluster uh, side door cold front because it's only really impacting the immediate coast. I mean, you're looking at highs in interior Massachusetts, Worcester 82, Springfield 85, low and mid 80s. Uh, Mount Pelier up in northern Vermont, 86. Burlington, 84, uh, 85 for a high. Albany, 84. If this were a really true, ba- a real true backdoor front, uh, it you would be seeing temperatures probably in the 50s and 60s across much of New England, or even 40s uh, in, in, in some instances as you go further north. But in reality, this is really just a, 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 a localized, this this side door is going to just be a a local effect and we're probably going to see it linger a bit on friday again 
along the immediate coast. Uh, temperatures also may be a little bit lower on Friday because there might be some cloud issues in some areas, upstate New York and on up into New England. Uh, but you'll notice if you go down through New Jersey, Pennsylvania, down into Virginia, uh, you're looking at temperatures in the middle and even a few upper 80s. So it, 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 again, very, very localized here as far as the impact is concerned. And Bill Rogers uh, uh, chiming in with uh, an agreement with what you just said a few moments ago, Joe. He said, "I'm uh, I'm in New Fane, Vermont. Doesn't look like the front will affect me, and it probably won't, uh, Bill. I mean, it's, where you are, you're certainly not parked next to a uh, a cool ocean. But again, it will be significant for folks who live near the ocean on Thursday, as compared to what we're going to see tomorrow." And meanwhile, waves of thunderstorms continue Wednesday in uh, Texas and Arkansas and Louisiana. You can see how the GFS just fires them up uh, and lifts them on up to the northeast. Again, they're in that prime spot there on the west side of the upper ridge. And that's where all the moisture is going in a narrow band running up uh, from south to north. And it's not moving. So the moisture feed just continues out of the Gulf of Mexico uh, into uh, southeast Texas pretty much for the rest of the week. And in the meantime, here in the east, we do start to see the upper ridge move a little bit westward, so that, that kind of opens up a door for weather systems to drop down from the north. There's a week one Thursday uh, night, Thursday evening and Thursday night. There's some showers and storms that are produced up in parts of Maine and northern New Hampshire uh, and scattered around during the overnight. Uh, on Friday, uh, looks like uh, maybe... Some late-day scattered showers and storms as another little upper trough comes through. Uh, and then that sort of hangs around on Saturday. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get a grasp on how the weekend's going to be, Joe. I, I look at the GFS, and I, you know, part of me wants to say that this is somewhat overdone um, because uh, you know, we've got this dry upper high. The, the, the upper trough that's coming down is nothing really to write home about. Uh, so I wonder whether the GFS is just a little bit overdone here uh, with the um, precip for Friday night into Saturday. I'm going to pull up the NAM. I just want to see what the NAM did with this. Uh, eh, see, if you're the, wondering, the, I, uh, from, the NAM is not really I, I mentioned anything to write home about here with showers and storms for Friday and Friday night. Most of them go into New England. I kept Friday dry. Uh, for Saturday, I said sun gives way to clouds, risk of a late-day shower. Sunday, only a slight risk of a late-day shower or thunderstorm and actually turning warmer. In fact, it looks like, Joe, that uh, this, this cool flow uh, may keep the temperatures, uh, let's say, near or just below 80 Friday and maybe even into Saturday, maybe. And then we jump right back up into the warm air on Sunday. But enjoy it while it lasts because we've got another trough or front that'll be passing on through Sunday night and behind it, uh, cooler weather moving in for the start of next week on Monday. Michael McGuire uh, on the chat board hit a deer with his car going at 70 miles an hour on I-77. Oh. Yeah, uh, your car is totaled, I'm sure. And thank God you're okay. That's the bottom line is you're okay. The car can be replaced. You can't. So uh, we'll, we'd rather replace the car, okay? Uh, I, I, I hit a deer uh, right near my house uh, a number of years ago. And I was only going about 15, not even 10 or 15 miles an hour when the deer basically jumped in front of my truck. Uh, didn't do anything. You know, I, I was lucky. Got very little damage from it. Uh, 
but the deer wound up having to be you know put down because uh, even at that slow speed, uh, it, it um, I think it broke both of its its legs. But you know what are you going to do? Uh, anyhow, uh, thank God you're okay. All right, so let's uh, let's let's uh, take a look as we go into Sunday, Joe. This is where we probably have the more obvious cold front that comes through Sunday night into Monday. A little bit cooler, slightly cooler for the start of next week. But as soon as that high goes out, we go back into a westerly flow on Tuesday into Wednesday. So it looks like we're going to be back warming up uh, to an extent uh, into the middle part of next week. I don't really see, just running through the long range on the GFS, I'm going to do the surface first. Now, we're at the end of next week. And I'm looking here on the GFS, which... It's taking forever to load, uh, but here we go. So uh, it has some kind of cold front with some with thunderstorms here next Friday, and we're a long way away here. This, this is just this is about as open speculate a, 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 a speculation that you could possibly do this far in advance. But uh, has some sort of strong looking cold front that comes through on Friday into Saturday, or maybe it just comes through on Saturday. Who knows at this stage? And then on this particular run. Sunday and Monday look dry. So let's see what the upper air looks like. And we'll we'll uh, see if we can get a, a feel for, you know, what it's going to look like for the for, for, for the, uh, and, and end and of the take month. This, and take this, boys and girls, with a large amount of, of salt, a grain of salt. Yes. Yeah, so uh, a, a huge pound of rock salt. All right. So, yes. okay. So let's see. All right, come on. Do, 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 do. I want to just go back, at least roll it back from the beginning, but these maps are loading like an inch at a time. All right, there's your, there's your ridge. So we're at to Monday. Okay, so let's finally, okay, here we go. All right, so... Uh, the Omega block with the low uh, east of Bermuda, the, the other upper low in uh, in Nevada, the big upper high sitting over Tennessee, centered over Tennessee and Kentucky. And uh, you've got, you know, a pretty strong westerly flow up in central and northern Canada. So we're, we're obviously under control by this ridge, which gradually moves to the middle Mississippi Valley, that which opens the door for systems to try to come down from the north. But I, again, nothing here. There's no... It's not like we have some kind of strong trough and shortwave in that northern jet that, that is running uh, from uh, Hudson Bay uh, into New England come Sunday into Monday. So, so again, a big, basically a yawn type of system. The ridge starts to rebuild a little bit. And then late next week, I know the models were hinting at some kind of troughing coming in. You know, there's a wrapped up upper low on day 11 sitting over Lake Superior. Now... I will say this is what I'll I'll, I'll say about this. Um, in my view, this is kind of progressive. Everything seems to be moving along. Uh, the blocking is not really there. So uh, the question will be: Is it going to be a, a weak a weaker trough that's further north, or a deeper trough that's further south? In which case, you might have a cold front come through at some point. This is why the GFS is bringing a cold front through here on Saturday on the Memorial Day weekend with some what looks like some strong thunderstorms if it verifies. And then after that, that just lifts out and it's fine. So I don't know. Um, 
Are we looking for uh, the question is Are we looking for a washout? No, I mean I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even begin to come any to say anything close to that this far in advance. We're still how many days away are we? We're you know nine days away from uh, next Friday, right? Uh, you know. So this, uh, this weekend is this weekend is the last weekend before Memorial Day before the unofficial start of summer. Yeah. And uh, so the following weekend is the weekend that everybody is pinning their hopes on for uh, nice weather for the start of the summer season. Yeah. And uh, by the way, uh, just for laughs, if you run through the GFS through the whole uh, uh, 16 days, the Omega block actually comes back uh, to an extent uh, at uh, in, in the first days of June. Although uh, this time around, the upper high is, is further west. And the upper low in the Atlantic is also further west. So that has, you know, different complications with regards to how our local weather is going to turn out, if this is even, you know, even verified. So if you want an early, this is an early guess on my part from what I'm looking at. I don't see, um, you know, I don't see anything here of too much concern. Uh, if you're thinking that, uh, you know, if you're thinking about, worried, if you want to worry now about a three-day washout for the Memorial Day holiday weekend, that's nuts. Okay, I, I I just would I just wouldn't do that. So um, too you know, early. I also, by the way, uh, and, and just to be clear uh, to everybody, because you know we don't. How do I put this? Is I want to say this, and I I, I don't want to say sound nasty. I know other people say things in terms of their forecast. You, Joe, and I really rarely rarely if ever comment about what other people are saying. So. You know, to me, that's like your forecast shopping. So if you want to forecast shop, that's fine. But I really have no interest in addressing someone else's forecast because that's their opinion. And, you know, I'm sure that they came up with that opinion, um, looking at uh, the guidance and looking at models. And, you know, that's that's what their th thoughts are. But I'm, I'm certainly, you know, I'm not interested in getting into some kind of battle with somebody over what you know their forecast says versus what I think about it. So just bear that in mind. I really I don't watch just you know I, and most of you know this. So Mr. Ruben Fairchild, you might not know this. Okay. You by the way, you're becoming a big star on this net on this show, just so you know. Um, okay. We don't I don't forecast shop. Uh you should you know I don't forecast shop. I don't watch anyone, okay? Uh, even when I, we, even when I'm up in in the New York area, I don't watch anyone. All right, I haven't watched television news and television weather in years. So when you tell me that, or somebody tells me that, uh, well, so and so said, you're saying this, but so and so said, uh, it, it it really kind of means nothing to me. So I just want to, you know, just want to kind of lay it out there. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I get that's my once a week I get ranty. I haven't ranted in a while, so I'm ranting. Yes. Yes. Right, Joe? I mean, and, you, you, uh, you and I are both on the same page with this. This is our show. This is what we I, say. We don't care what other people say. Well, I think, I think you know, it's etiquette to, to, to say that you don't say anything about any other people on, uh, on, on any particular platform, whether no, you it's think they're right or wrong or whatever like that. It's just, it's unprofessional. Absolutely. Right. You don't. You know, now, amongst ourselves, a, we, well, amongst ourselves, when the mics are turned <laughs> off, and <laughs> that's a whole other, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> yes, yes. By the way, well, there was a there, there was a guy. You go. I'm there was sorry. a guy on on Fox 
there was a guy on Fox five. I think he ended up in Philadelphia. Um, but he used to do the weather on Fox five, the morning show. And whenever he was right and somebody on another channel was not correct or whatever, he used to praise himself. He'd say, oh, well, well, we got it right here, but those other guys at the other station. And again, so unprofessional. You don't, you just don't do that. It's also you your just, you job know, to get it right. I mean, at but, the, at but the it's end also of it, the fact that you're not, you're, but you're not a hundred percent right all the time yourself. No, of you course know? not. They, we are like, you and I are like Ivory Snow. We're 99 and 44 one hundredths percent right. It's that, <laughs> it's that 56 one hundredths every once in a while that shows up. Steve LaPointe hitting uh, Super dear. Chat tonight. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, most appreciated. Uh, and yes, if you do like the show, because we do have fun, uh, and hopefully you do too, uh, do please hit the like button. Joe and I like it when you, uh, uh, you hit the like button. Uh, the chairman, Scott Briller, by the way, is, this is his last night uh, doing uh, his uh, COVID runs. And uh, hopefully nothing happens on his last night. So uh, we got our fingers crossed on, on that. Uh, and uh, he did leave us a Briller Jeopardy uh, for, me, for me to you. Uh, so okay. let me bring this up. La, 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 la. By the way... Um, I don't know why, but it popped into my head as I was driving home from the park today, uh, the um, the theme song to Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Casper the Friendly yeah, Ghost, da, the da, friendliest da, ghost you know. Ghost you know. And I don't remember the, the, the when uh, I, I, there's the next uh, two verses I don't remember. They're those... Those grown up something looked at him with fright, but the children all love him so. Right. He, he always says hello, and he's really glad to meet you. To meet you, wherever he <laughs> may go, he's kind to every living creature. Right. Exactly. Grown ups don't, don't understand. understand something. Right. Uh, but children. Grown ups don't understand why children love him the most. But kids all know that they love him so. Casper the friendly ghost. Casper the friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, be, you know, because you were delayed tonight, so what I did was I watched two episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. Um, the first one uh, was uh, I caught the second half of it where Opie falls into a uh, uh, he's playing by by an old closed up mine. And he falls into a mine shaft, and uh, oh, and the second. Are you sure you weren't watching? You sure you weren't watching Lassie? No, and that was, was Timmy instead no, of Opie. It was Opie, and the second one was Opie. Uh, Ampy gave Opie a nickel uh, for milk at school so that he could wash down his peanut butter peanut butter sandwich. And as he was leaving, he asked his father, and well, and she gave him the nickel to get milk. Uh, for his peanut butter sandwich. And um, right. as he was leaving, his father in the other room, and he asked his father for a nickel uh, to uh, get a thing of milk. So uh, as it turns out, as he's on his way to school, he meets the bu bully Sheldon. Okay. And uh -oh. he has to give Sheldon a nickel or Sheldon is going to, you know, beat him up. So those were the two right. episodes. Anyway, here is uh, Sheldon's. Sheldon's last name. Sheldon's last name wasn't Leonard, was it? No, it wasn't <laughs> Leonard, nor was it Cooper. Okay, 
Um, okay, so here we go. Uh, so for Brewer Jeopardy tonight, it's a special Mets Brewer Jeopardy. Uh, the category are the 16 Baseball Hall of Famers who played with the Mets of the 16. How many of, let's see how many you can name. Of the 16 Hall, Hall of Fame baseball players who played for the Mets at some point in their career. Um, okay. Uh, can you name? I better get a pencil and paper so I don't. I better not. I, I better get something to write down on here. Hang on. I need some scrap paper. Scrap. All right. Here we go. So six. There were sixteen of them, right? So 16. let's go with Gil Gil Hodges. That's number uh, one. Hold on. Right. Hold on. Okay. On this list, I am not seeing Gil Hodges. Gil Hodges got the first home run for the Mets in their history. It has to be there. Let's see. No Gil Hodges? Gil Hodges played for the Mets. But is he in the Hall of Fame? You know, you're right. I'm sorry. Ah. We've been trying to get Gil Hodges in the Hall of Fame. All right. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Why he is not in the Hall of Fame, I have no clue. All right. So, sorry, Gil. Maybe someday. All right. So we'll start with somebody else. Yogi Berra. Yogi, Yogi Berra is in the Hall Yogi of Fame. Yogi Berra is on the list, yes. Right. Duke Snyder. Duke Snyder is on the list. Right. Uh, Gary Carter. Gary Carter is on the list. Okay. Let's see. Who else? You have one strike, who by was? the way, so just so you know. Oh, okay. Um, um, Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson is on the list. All right. Say hey, Willie Mays. Willie Mays. Keep going. He's on the list. Uh, who else? Uh, Tom Seaver, of course. Tom right. Seaver. Keep going. No, that's number six. So, so far, how many of them are 16? Mm -hmm. I've got more than a third of them already. Mm -hmm. um, and they had to play for the Mets. Uh, let me see how he they wrote have... this. Yes. Uh, can you name? There are 16 baseball Hall of Famers who played with the Mets. How many can you name? Who played with the Mets? Well, because there are there's one there are a few the... of them that were coaches. Well, there's one on here that I don't think played for the Mets. I think he 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 uh, he may have coached or managed. Okay. Um... Well, like for example, well, this will this will straighten everything out. Casey Stingle. He's on the list. Okay, so Casey never played for the Mets, but he was a coach for the Mets. All right, that's good. That makes it a little easier. How about, believe it or not, Rogers Hornsby? Uh, mm, Rogers Hornsby is not on the list. You now have two strikes against well, you. I, I know I didn't. All right. Well, I protest here. <laughs> Rogers Hornsby was a Met coach in 1962, and Rogers Hornsby most certainly is in the Hall of okay. Fame. Okay. All right. So, so we'll stay at strike. Go ahead. All right. Okay. And I, I was wrong with Gil Hodges. Uh, God, who else? Who else did they have that was? Um, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of some pitchers. Uh, oh, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan is on there. Now, Nolan Ryan was on that list. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Uh, you know, five and ten years ago, I would have gotten a lot more of these, and they would have come like like that. Um, and then there's some of the, probably probably a few that. Uh, You've got eight out of the sixteen, so there's eight left. I got eight left. Eight left. Uh, why do you do this to me, Joe? Now I'm going to be thinking about this all night. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Warren Spahn. Warren Spahn. You've got seven left. Okay. Okay, so who would be number 10 on my list? Da, 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 da. I'm trying to think of like coaches, for example. Oh, God. Joe, I'm, I'm running a blank right now. I don't know why I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm just... And I know when you, when right, you name so these let, names, I'm going to be saying, of course. And, right, of course, of course. You, there's the most recent... One of the most recent entries in the last few years. Oh, Piazza, Piazza. Mike Piazza. Right. 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 And one was right. a former Yankee. What one was a, a a former Yankee manager that took them to uh, several World Series wins. A former Yankee manager? Yes. Who took the Mets to No, who took the Yankees to several so, World Series wins? Oh, took to several Oh, oh. Well, we oh, come said, on, Joe. You know, the, 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 what? I just gave you a hint. <laughs> well, you he's gave one, me a hint. But he's I'm, one of us. What do you mean he's one of us? He's a Joe. <laughs> he's a Joe. No, he's not Billy, Mount, Billy Martin. Billy Martin didn't no, play for the Mets. He's a Joe. Joe. Oh, Joe, Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey. Yeah. So let's see. You got one. Two. I got eleven. I got eleven. Three. I don't remember if you said this one. Three or you had four left here. Well, why don't we just give them? All right. So I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll oh, okay. So, um, uh, so Joe Tor uh, from bottom to top. Joe Torrey, Mike Piazza, Richie Ashburn. Richie Ashburn. Ah. Center fielder for the 62 Mets. Yogi Berra. Yeah. Gary Carter. Right. Tom Glavin. Well, Tom Glavin, yeah. All right. Ricky Henderson. Pedro Martinez. Martinez, yeah. Willie Mays. Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray. Right. Yeah. Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver, Duke Snyder, Warren Spahn, Casey Stangle, and uh, Roberto Alomar. Roberto Alomar. Roberto Alomar was with the Mets for all of like two months or eight weeks or something. All right. 
Uh, and I, 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 if they, if the chairman is looking or, or, or is listening, and the chairman, on the chat board the right chairman now. is on the chat board right now, and the chairman hit super chat. Rogers, as Rogers, he is done with his Rogers COVID Hornsby runs. did. Congratulations, Scott. Uh, Scott. Uh, Rogers Hornsby, uh, a Hall of Famer, did coach with the Mets in 1962. Not probably for very long. He was only there for one season, but you know he was a coach. Um, well, anyway. That's a good. That was a good one. Yes. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe if I haven't been sealed in this room for the last three hours. <laughs> and 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 maybe between, if your brain between, was your brain was less fried from being uh, having been sealed in the room for the last three hours. Correct. Yeah, correct. Because you, you do get your <clears throat> your brain does get fried. You know. Yes. Um, uh, Christina Petey, I know you asked before about uh, the uh, the races. Uh, I didn't. I, I actually didn't watch the Preakness this weekend. I was just so disgusted with the whole, you know, Bob Baffert thing. Um, so I, I, I really haven't paid to. I've really been paying minimal attention uh, to the uh, to the Triple Crown this year. Uh, though I did notice that the Philly Mala Malatat uh, that won the uh, Kentucky Oaks uh, is. Uh, skipping the, they thought they might send her to the Belmont because she's five for five, but she, she's skipping the Belmont uh, to race against the girls later on in June and July. So that would have been an interesting matchup to see her go up against the boys. Uh, but no matter, uh, this is horse racing. Um, all right. So who was it who went up? Who was the one? It was a ruffian. Remember ruffian? I ruffian hangs. I have a um, I have a print of ruffian that hangs in my other bedroom. A very large print. I was a, I mean, certainly, if you have to make a list of, of the five greatest racehorses that ever was, you put Ruffian is is in that list. And she there was there's been no other horse like her. And and I'm putting her in the you know she's in the same league as Secretariat. She came the year after uh, two years after Secretariat and. Um, and who did and, and who actually up against them? actually Secretariat's trainer even said had said that Ruffian head to head would have beaten Secretariat uh, head to head. Uh, he was that uh, he, he was that impressed. So uh, you know she she was something. Yeah, she died and in that who, match who race. And who was Ruffian? Who was who was Ruffian going up against that match race? Uh, uh, foolish the, pleasure. Foolish pleasure. Yes. Yeah. That was so sad. That really was. I think she's she's buried it in the infield at Belmont. Right? Yes, she certainly yeah. is. Uh, I may actually go to Belmont one day next week, if uh, weather permits. I haven't been to Belmont. Sure, you're in, in town. Yeah. yeah, so I may I may yeah. go. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, call it a night, shall we? Yes, we will. Surely, <laughs> shall we? Surely. Okay, thanks everybody for sure. being here. Uh, again, special thanks to uh, the chairman uh, for uh, another uh, excellent uh, uh, Briller Jeopardy and also for hitting Super Chat and the fact that he finished his COVID runs. Uh, congratulations. And uh, again, a wonderful thing that you did. Uh, also, uh, uh, Mike, uh, Mr. McGuire uh, hitting the deer at, at 70 mile an hour plus. Uh, you totaled the car, but you're you're, you're here to tell the story, and that's, again, the most important thing. And Christina PD, I don't know if you saw at the beginning of the show, but I, I, I know you suffered loss uh, recently, and I just, we just want to express our, our uh, condolences and our sympathies. 
So that's it for tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, again, one more at 8.30 Eastern time, and then uh, we're out of here until Sunday. Okay, so we'll be back tomorrow night, and uh, that's at, uh, at 8.30 Eastern time. All right? All right. We shall be here. Nighty-night. So uh, it'll, be, it'll, be nice. it'll be nice to have you back up here, Joe. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to the drive, yeah. but it'll be fun. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Good night. Okay. Oh, Steve, uh, Steve LaPointe hitting Super Chat tonight. Also, thank you very much. Uh, most appreciated. Uh, good night, everybody. Night.